what got you here won't get you there this is the book by american leadership coach marshall goldsmith so this book is quite interesting when it when it comes to understanding the behavioral challenges especially the interpersonal challenges of the leaders at the top level what happens is people have really worked hard and climbed the ladder up in the organization beat their own entrepreneurial journey or beat a large company they have figured out the way to navigate to the top so they are the skilled people they have uh, really really great prerequisite skills which they have successfully used to reach that level but at one point in time marshall goldsmith says that some of the people might not be able to go much further primarily because of certain interpersonal challenges and if that can be tweaked that can be corrected things can go far far better for them so he is a leadership coach who has worked with various senior executives in in the us corporations and also across the world and has found out many many psychological as well as behavioral reasons for for why people are sometimes stuck in certain positions that they are not able to do much better than what they can actually or potentially do so he says the higher you go in an organization the more your suggestions become interpreted as orders so what happens is most of the leaders during meetings or sometimes when they have a one to one meeting with their you know people they are in a hurry to kind of give a lot of suggestions they are in a kind of uh, suggestions they go for a suggestion spree as if they are in a hurry to do you know kind of add a lot of value right but what happens on the other side is that they interpret this as orders and uh, you know what happens is when when we kind of give this suggestion it becomes an order and the person who has come up with an idea would go half committed getting praise can be dangerous because it becomes easy to delude yourself when all you hear are positive things so the leaders also go through this scenario where people around them would always applaud for what they say because if they don't applaud sometimes they may not get the kind of benefits which they might uh, be getting so this delusional self confidence causes us to resist change because when a lot of people applaud to us and when they appreciate us what happens is you resist change you can't control the outcome but why wouldn't you want to try to control what you can so even if the cards are stacked against you in life your best bet is to try your hardest so successful people believe they are in control they they feel that so far i have become successful because i have been following a set of behavioral patterns which made me successful and they don't see themselves as victims of the world they would say hey i for me things work like this for me these kind of things really worked well so i would always try to repeat that 
than to try to find out a new pattern of activities, which I'm not really sure of because so they don't like ambiguity. They like pattern and the results which they always used to get. So this is a big stumbling block when it comes to doing something new as well as going further, you know, to the next level. So people will only do something and change when it is in their own best interest and aligns with our values. So even if the leaders try to push them and, you know, motivate them or nudge them or kind of create fear or you know create some kind of greed it won't work they would do it if it is in their own best interest so leaders job is to find out what is it then it is in their best interest and how the values can be aligned the four drivers of self-interest in most of the people are money power status and popularity so smart people know what to do. They need to know what to stop. So most of the reward systems, if you look at incentives, are based on things which you successfully do, projects which you complete, the quarterly profits you make, the people you hire, you know, they become successful. All these things are like the smartest things to do in an organization and these kind of things are always rewarded. They are incentivized, you become a super performer, a superstar. But we also need to know like there are certain things which you should stop doing so that you get a lot of benefit uh, when it comes to stop doing certain things. Because we have built a series of habits, activities, patterns and we feel that doing more and more and more is uh, always good for the organization. Sometimes you have to review, reflect and contemplate on the activities which you're doing and say, hey, out of 10 things which I'm doing, I'm going to cut three or four items which is not going to give me anything. And sometimes this action bias can be a big bias for the leaders because they always want to do something. And when you do a lot of things recklessly, this results in sometimes very bad uh, scenarios. So Marshall Goldman said that creating a two-stop list is also important at the same time uh, or maybe it is more important than the to-do list. So not all behavior is good or bad. Some behaviors are simply neutral. The fallacy of adding too much value is that by adding value, you kill the ownership of other people's ideas. So somebody comes with you an idea. And as a leader, you know how things work probably better than them. You know how the market works because you're always connected with the market. You've, you've learned finance, you've learned marketing, you know how the new things are trending. But what happens is when your team member is coming with an idea, you try to add too much value to it. And this will kill the ownership of other people's idea. So when you add to the idea, it no longer feels like it is their idea. So always have to make them feel, your people feel that it's their idea and uh, not just your idea. I mean, you might be in a hurry to add value to their idea, but ultimately it's not helping the whole process. So when getting feedback of any type, positive or negative, you know, accept it from a neutral place and say thank you. If you don't reply with a judgmental comment, you can't get into an argument. So most of the people get into a judgmental comment and saying that this is good or this is bad or this 
is not as good as that and they kind of try to compare so what happens is the judgment is killing the whole conversation the judgment kills the fun of having to share that idea with someone else and you know to create that kind of bonding with them so marshall goldsmith says that it's very important to just say thank you and leave the judgment there because conversation is primarily meant for building things not to kill things to the question to ask yourself when making a distractive or a critical comment about someone is that is it true is it worth it so most of the conversations are led by emotions i mean sometimes very uh, we become very nasty sometimes we we might think think of something else and then might try to defend your your position but what ultimately happens is during any kind of such high stake conversations where that the conversation is got a very important value for the organization we need to look at these two questions it, it is like you would ask yourself is it true is it worth it the other mistake which people at the top level and you know people who are growing faster in the organization do is that they don't i mean you know they 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 tell people the how smart they are i mean don't tell people how smart you are nobody gives a damn so uh, as leaders we are insecure sometimes because we want to appear our best to people we want to tell people that we are smart we are like doing a lot of things for the organization and we are in a hurry to tell them that hey look at me i am a great guy i am a smart guy uh you know i i did a very clever thing you know for the organization the organization benefited out of it nobody gives a damn for it withholding information is a problem for me when i don't communicate well if you don't communicate what is going on it feels like you're keeping people in the dark that annoys people so most of the people try to withhold certain secret information like you know it is like hey this information is only for me i only know about it this is like the the coca cola recipe of the organization i only know about it nobody else knows about it this kind of things really annoys people so transparency is what leaders should always try to develop creating a list of people you should give recognition to and then review that list each week to see if you should send someone some praise so appreciation is key most of the people are like appreciation starved they always get a mail for action they don't get appreciation mails because appreciation requires a lot of will power and cognitive effort from a leader to to do give away all the credit oh my god that's really tough but as leaders who grow up in the organization you should start giving all the credit to the people many leaders are clinging to the past many people enjoy living in the past because past gave them a lot of uh, you know good memories maybe sometimes successes they live in past accomplishments they talk about past accomplishments and that is so boring and especially if going back there lets them blame someone else when i was at your age i was doing much better if i am in your position i would be doing much better right mm-hmm. telling other people what's going on wrong in their lives 
So that is when clinging to the past becomes an interpersonal problem. And especially this can happen uh, at a time where you have accomplished something seriously and you always look down upon people. So when we make excuses, we are blaming someone or something beyond our control as the reason for our failure. So anyone but ourselves, when we talk about the past, it is not about change. It is about understanding and often about blaming others. Just say thank you to more comments rather than making a bigger fuss about things. We often have issues with accepting compliments. And hearing people out does not make you dumber, so listen and say thank you. Gratitude is not a limited resource. Express your thanks more and more and more. People who think they can do no wrong usually can't admit they are ever wrong. Because people feel that I am very smart and I can't be wrong. So they feel very, very hard to express the fact that they are wrong, even if they know they are wrong. So which actually paradoxically you know, makes you more wrong. Owning up your own mistakes is essential. Sometimes the, you know, the goal obsession is the blindness of goal pursued at the expense of more important things. I mean, if you, you feel that the quarterly targets are more important or you, know, you have certain targets which are so, so close to your heart. And that obsession can actually make you blind. You should feel no shame if your pursuit of a difficult goal fails. If you feel that, you know, I tried my best and everybody was watching me. Now, how will I face them? Because they all saw me, you know, betting on this and finally I failed. How would I look at them? I was so convinced and confident and clear about this goal that I would be able to achieve it. But I am not able to do that. How would I go and watch my team judging me. I mean, nobody is judging you in this, in this case. The only thing which is happening is that you fail. And when you understand that and you accept it without denying it, people would respect you for that. So forgiveness means letting go of the hope for a better past. Apologize, apologize and apologize. So Marshall Goldsmith says that whenever you are in doubt, apologize. Just step up and make the apologies you need to make. I mean, this is very hard for leaders who have got a big, big ego. When you make an apology, say, I'm sorry, I'll try to do better and then shut up. Don't try to justify it. Just say sorry and, and, and you should leave it like that. When you listen to someone, make them feel like they are the only person in the room. Devote your attention to them. So people love attention. And we can't change for the long run without following up. Follow up shows your colleagues that you care about them. And you care about getting better. And that you're taking the process much more seriously. So I'm thankful for James Clear. Because I used his blog about this particular book as a, as a, as a guide for me to prepare this podcast. And in fact, I spoke about James Clear and his book Atomic Habits in the last episode of my Leadcast. And I'm so happy that I could feature and talk about this book of Marshall Goldsmith. Uh, the book is great. It was a great read for me. It was, in fact, when I was reading this book, I was reflecting on myself as, as a leader, how I was managing and leading people for the last 12 years of my consulting
experience of working with different kinds of people the knowledge people you know people who uh, you know worked with me closely the co-founders the team members everyone so i was thinking about everyone and i was also thinking about how much sacrifice they have done to work with me and um, i i would like thank you um, all of them who worked with me to kind of uh, bear with me uh, you know i mean uh, this is a tribute to them as well because every leader need to have that kind of reflection and uh, this book what got you here won't get you there is an amazing book which every leader should read it will make you humble it will make you more grounded and it'll help you to go to the next level i'm sure that this liberates you like anything thank you so much and i look forward to see you in the next episode i hope you love the other book thing see you soon bye bye